we love that. That brings joy to us. That back and forth. That just, you know, that's just what we like. So, you want to play that game? We can play that game. It's cool. You know, it's it's all it's all on in between the lines. Like we're we're competing for something huge. Like so, we're not. You know, it's never personal. I don't care who I'm talking to. It's just a person right here, and I'm just gonna say what I feel, and I'm gonna do what I feel too. And that's what they're gonna do. And we appreciate. Like you know, if you you bring it and we we on that, that's cool. But you know, what we look for that's what you saw happen. You saw ain't no running in the hill, man. We climb up the chimney. Yeah, for sure. We ain't ducking no fun, smoke, man. man. We're going to let everybody know we're here. We're going to play hard, trying to get a win. And if you don't like it, oh well. And you might as well bring it, so. You're going to cry what the baby's going to do. I'm done with all that bluffing on the court because them guys do a lot of bluffing, so, you know. I'm from the bluff city, man. We don't do no bluffing, man. Grizz Nation, what's going on? Hopefully you can hear me perfectly this week because y'all know I've been having technical difficulties uh, the last couple weeks. But uh, welcome back to another episode of the No Bluffing Podcast. I am your host, Chris Ingram. Uh, and today we got my boy Luke back. What's going on, Luke? How you feeling? I'm good, brother. I'm happy to be back. Even if it's coming off a loss, I'm still happy to be here. Yeah, it's a little sour energy here, uh, on this side a little bit. We Obviously, the sky ain't falling. Uh, but you know, it would have been good to beat the Lakers on national TV with the Shannon Sharp beef. And we'll make we may talk about that here in a second. But uh <laughs> we got our original six man, uh six man of the year joining us, the head hunt your Grizz 901 network, joining us again for the I want to say third time, maybe wrong, but Daniel Greer, how you feeling, brother? Appreciate you coming on. How you doing? Yo, hey, loss or no loss, screw it. We hate the Lakers. We hate all the trolls. <laughs> Let's roll, baby. I'm here. Give me the smoke. I'm down, man. I'm down. <laughs> yes. Man. I'm excited to have Daniel on. And, and, of course, we don't have Nicole today. Uh, you know, we, we all got lives, man. We got stuff we got to get taken care of throughout the week and weekend. So uh, we don't have her today, but she here in spirit, uh, as we all are when we have to be out. So, um, yeah, man. <laughs> It was a loss that we went through last night. And I, I like having – I'm glad to have you on here, Daniel, because, you know, I don't get to really come on the uh, Grizz 901 podcast too much no more. Uh, now having this one and because my wife, she works later on. So usually when the games are going off, I'm I'm on daddy time. I, I can't jump on. So I'm in the comments being a keyboard warrior. That's pretty much all I can do. <laughs> <laughs> being Black Lives Matter going back and forth about Dylan Brooks. That's what you will pretty much catch after the game. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to shout out to my guy uh but yeah man uh we got a, some good topics i think uh today that we will go through and like i said i'm praying that my audio is good because y'all got some i'm just gonna say y'all got some ratchet podcasts um in, in the last week so I, I hated yeah it was ratchet <laughs> i hated that i hated that with a passion man but real quick before we jump into it the Grizzlies did lose to the lakers last night uh y'all know y'all are hearing this on monday so we record this on saturday uh, but we did lose to the Lakers, um, and it hurt a little bit, mainly because, you know, Shannon Sharp, that situation, man, <laughs> it would have been nice to come out with a dub. Uh, they just didn't seem focused, man. So I'm going to get y'all thoughts real quick before we jump into the main topics. Uh, Dan, you the guest. So I'm going to get you to go first, man. What's your thoughts on last night? How were you feeling after the loss, after the game? 
Uh, and Shannon Sharp, I definitely got to get your hear your thoughts on that one too. Yeah, we'll save Shannon for later for the for the game, just in general. It sucked. It's a it's it's one game, right? But it sucks. It sucks to lose to the Lakers fan base. It sucks to lose to all the trolls on the bird app. Like it just sucks for that. <laughs> We're fine. It's one of 82. I don't care. Is it a bad loss? Yes. They should have won that game. We are now 31 and one when the Grizzlies have been up for 10 plus points in a game. So that streak is broken as well. The 11 game streak is broken. Yeah, it sucks. This guy's not falling up. So uh, no doubt what happened is LA nightlife undefeated. <laughs> That's a fact. Luke, Luke, let me hear you. What's your thoughts, man? How, how was you feeling at the last night? No, I, I, I agree with Daniel. It, it felt like they had the night off in Los Angeles and had a game the next day. You know, like they – it's probably one of the two worst fan bases I hate to lose to with Golden State just in terms of how much it sucks. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not worried about this team. You know, I, I know what we need to fix, but I'm not worried. The sky is not falling. We're, we're going to be fine. It's just it would have been nice to win that one. Yeah. 100 uh, percent i'm with y'all i wanted to argue a little bit but even with the topics that we got today i don't i don't know man you know we may argue just for the hell of it we'll see but i think we kind of on the same page with some of this stuff and like you said luke i think we know you know the elephant in the room what the well one of one of our main issues i'll say that i'm not gonna say it's the only issue but it's definitely one of the main issues we know what that is so um yeah hey on that on that real quick so yes it sucks to lose whatever but I promise you, these are the games that the Grizzlies will benefit from the most because that's true. You're talking about a, a loss yeah. in LA. What that does from the coaching staff, from everybody involved, it lets them know that they have not arrived. And you know how we are in Memphis. We petty, like we, we always mm -hmm. trash talk. And that's our motto. That's our way of life. That's how we grew up. But I promise you, it allows the coaches to bring them back down to earth. But 11-game win streak, you're out in L.A., I'm going to party, and I'm 38. So I can't imagine what a 22-year-old is going to do. Yeah, man. It, it, it ain't no – I saw – I think Nate – I can't remember if Nate – he dropped it in the group chat or if he dropped it on Twitter, man. But he was like, man, uh, Josh and everybody else, they probably went out. They, need, they, they missed the IV. They should have got an IV before the game because you could definitely tell <laughs> – Boy, they was they was they it, got that vodka IV. Facts, yeah. Vodka IV. Casamigos was not working last night. They did not get my boy superpowers. <laughs> Even though he did turn up second half. Shout out to Ja. He did turn up second half. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we we're gonna uh, we're gonna move past that game. You know, turn the page. The the win streak is over. But you know, it's time to get another one started. You know, we, we may not beat the twelve game win streak, but if we can get a couple more ten game win streaks for the rest of the season, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. So we already at 30. What you say? 31 wins? 30. I missed that. What you say? Yeah, they're 31 and one now after leading by 10 plus points. Yeah. See, we yeah, we're gonna be all right. Ooh, breaking news. My home got hurt. Jesus Christ. We're gonna have to ankle. Uh, ankle. Ooh. Yeah, I bet he comes back. But as of recording right now, the backup quarterback, whoever that was, just threw a touchdown to Kelsey. So I guess yeah. Is that Chad Henney? All right. It's Chad around. Wow. He's still around. That's crazy. 
He's as bad as our connection. <laughs> hey, man, we're going to hold on for dear life, man. We can't, these connection issues is killing us right now. Uh, first topic, man. Uh, we we, we kind of hinted at this a little bit a couple weeks ago. Didn't really. Well, I take that a lot back. We kind of got into it a little bit, and it was the episode that y'all did not get because it was just that bad uh, recording-wise. Uh, couldn't fix that one at all. So, uh, But we want to revisit it a little bit more and go a little bit more in detail on it because that t- particular topic we were just talking about, Zaire and Tyus and how to bench, at that time they wasn't really, they wasn't really playing well at all. And sure enough, I think at the end of the episode, Again, didn't go out, but I did say, I said, watch they come out and have, you know, career games or, you know, just have monster games. And they both did that particular week. Um, Tyus has kind of kept it up uh, for the last couple of weeks, so I'm going to stay off of him. Uh, but this particular topic, we're going to talk about the uncomfortable situation that we got going on with our backup shooting guards. Uh, it's rough right now, y'all. Um, we are watching the same games. And, you know, this is not to knock somebody personally. Y'all know everything that we say on these podcasts. It's strictly about what happens in between them four lines. And uh, I back up two-guard situation. So we got John Conchar. We got Zaire Williams, right? Um, Zaire drafted number 10. We know the story. We know that we moved up to number 10, traded Jonas Valanciunas in uh, the 17th pick to move up and get him. And we brought back Steven Adams. And it was so funny in our group chat last night. Uh, shout out to DC. He said uh, Adams is right now making that trade. Look like he's the most value that we got out of that trade, for sure. Nobody can argue that. Um, having an all-time season right now, um, you know, with Stephen Adams. But uh, going back to Zaire, we were all hoping that he was going to take a leap this year. Maybe not the – I, I said from the jump. It wasn't going to be the Desmond Bain leap. We knew that wasn't going to happen. At least I didn't. But for him to make a marginal leap, maybe like a Santi Aldama to where he wasn't even looking like an NBA player last year, and we see that – He's a formidable role piece on the team. Um, I was hoping for that. And we just not really seeing that this year. So, um, Luke, I'm going to start with you. With them being placed in the situation they, that they are in right now in regards to, you know, a lot of the fan base are critiquing them like, hey, y'all are not bringing it. Y'all are not holding your own. You're not living up to expectations. Um, I get it. Zaire's in his second year. But John Conchar, he's – making what maybe 2.3 million yes he's got the extension uh which for like six mil that's gonna start next year but right now like is it fair for the criticism that they get night in and night out for not you know living up the part or is it warranted like how do you feel about that so it's tough because I, I i don't think it's fair because i don't want either one of them in this playoff rotation so so it's tough to critique them on something that I don't, you know, like I, I don't think they're going to be a part of our playoff rotation as of now. Um, but if they want to be, then they have to listen to these critiques because they are both like, you, you look at the, you look at our guys. I know who I want to take to the playoffs. I know who I want in my rotation and both of those guys, but they're not, they're not going to, if I was the coach, they wouldn't be there for me, you know? And so it's it's tough because because I I get it because we want to, we want to win a championship here. That's what I want. That's I think that's what we should all want. And so I'm thinking of I'm thinking with that in mind. And it's like they've got to listen and change their game, shape up, or do something because if they want to be in the playoff rotation, they're going to have to. 
or else they're going to get traded because that's the spot that needs upgraded if if I were the coach. Real quick, so so what's the question and what's the answer? Because I want to make sure that we're clear <laughs> on both sides of it. Because, like, yes, I think that's the consensus. Like, yeah, they got to get better. But but yeah. what does that mean? Like, what's the real question? And what's the real answer? Because I don't want to, you know, bad word foot around this. Like, I want to, I want to, <laughs> you know, I want to hammer it down. Let's let's hammer some some uh, conversation. Well, let me ask you this then, because. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw it out there, man. And and, and y'all know how I am about Dylan Brooks and, and and stuff like that. I keep it honest uh with these players. I feel like for years he got special treatment with certain things. And right now I feel like Zaire Williams is getting special treatment. Yes, we made the trade to pick him up at number 10. You know, we gave up at that time, he was our number two, you know, in the picking order offensively, you know, JV. We we know that. But he never, if, from from what I can remember, I don't remember him spending any type of substantial time in South Haven. Um, yes, he played in the summer league, but I don't remember. I, I mean, maybe a game to get back in shape or maybe to, you know, recover from injury. I don't remember that. And so I look at that situation. Santi spent a lot of time. He was a first-round pick, too. Yeah, it was late first round, but he was a first-round pick. You got to get him his respect on that. That's on his, you know, that's on his resume. He's a first-round pick. Uh, and then the five rookies that we brought in this year, they've all spent multiple games down in South Haven honing in on skills. And they actually are playing pretty well, especially David Roddy, Jake LaRavia, Kenneth Lofton is setting it on fire, but that's a whole other conversation. So my thing is why, with the way that Zaire is playing, he's not warranted not going down to the G League. He's just not. So if he's going to be a substantial piece going forward for this team, how, you know, I'm sure the front office sees him. We all love him as a person. Great guy. You can't say a bad word about him. You really can't. Come from a, a wonderful family. But why are the Grizzlies just being, why are we babying him and not sending him down to really hone in and develop his skills? What, what's going on with that? Because my thing is this. If we get a call in the next couple of weeks and it's a piece that's going to propel us to a championship and Zaire Williams is the deal breaker, I'm going to be real hot because y'all not really, in my in my opinion, I don't feel like they're developing him. Developing. I put an air quotes around it. They're not really developing him outside of just throwing him out there on the floor. So I guess that's my question. Like, why are we babying him? Hold on. Okay. How, how are they not developing him, Chris? Like, he's on an NBA court getting real NBA minutes. He just got off of injury. He's growing. There's obviously knee issues there that he's got to bounce back from. Let's give you some knee issues and let's talk to your boss and see how well you're doing that day. I like, got him. Like, like he is him. the same age as Jake LaRavia and David Roddy, the exact same age. He's been in the league. He had a breakout year, right? They did not draft him because his talent right now was a top 10 pick level talent. They drafted him because his his potential and talent could both be combined a top 10 top five talent especially in that draft class but we have to look at this like there's a lot of teams that are championship contenders we look at they don't have guys that are key contributors to their team that are 21 years old let alone a second year guy like there is a flaw in this team and it is a guy who can be a creator, a scorer on the bench unit. That is. We're expecting Zaire William, who is not a creator, who is not a scorer, to be that. 
these guys are put in bad spots. Is that the coach's fault? No. Is that the front office fault? No. But they can both fix that if they go get somebody, which allows everybody to fall in their, their right spot. And that's the other thing. If you look at the the picks that are coming up, we have guys that are just, are, are I guess, whatever we have down there in South Haven, it's loaded. They have more picks that are upcoming, and they're all good picks that are upcoming. What are we going to do? Just keep adding to it? At some point, we got to S or get off the pot. As a lot of people that engage, you know, they, you know, date for three years. You know, they're like, hey, hey, let, let, we, we need to, we need to put a ring on this thing. We need to put a ring on one of these guys and bring them onto our team. And let's actually take this thing to uh, where it needs to be. And that's championship mode. But my, I guess my, my argument to that is you see players that have gone down to the G League and developed the skills that, you know, it, it, you can see the potential from somebody in day one. Like, I hate to use him, but it's the most obvious person that you can choose. Jordan Poole, right? Like, you saw the potential that he had in scoring in college. And he goes to Golden State, which they give him the ultimate green light. If, if you can shoot, you're getting the green light. And so they put him in the G League. They develop him that way. Yes, you could have thrown him out there with Steph. And I, I believe he actually got some time that year today. A lot of them were injured. But, like, when everybody was back healthy, he had to put his work in down, you know, with the G League team. And so I understand the spot that they get thrown in. And I can't even talk bad about Conchar because, from my standpoint, it's really unfair. The dude was undrafted. He worked his ass off. And, yes, now he's got – he's been rewarded yeah. with a contract. But – even then, the amount of money he's getting made, I mean, getting paid, like they're not counting on him to be that guy. Whatever he does at this point is basically a plus. So he's thrown in his conversation for the simple fact he's playing and he's put in that spot, but it ain't really his fault. It is what it is with him. But with Zaire, my thing is just that I just don't understand how you develop him. And when you look at him, his main thing is confidence. I get it. He's playing against these top players every night and he's getting thrown, you know, LeBron James and these other big wings, but I just can't see for a player with like him. It's not, it don't like to me, he's developing this outside of running the lanes and he getting open threes. That's it. And we all know he got the potential to be more, but he really get time to work on it because he's playing one role. You look at a David Roddy and we're going to kind of transition, same conversation, but David Roddy, he's a rookie, right? But at this same point, I asked Luke and I asked Nicole a couple of weeks ago, Daniel, uh, at this point in the season, you look at both of their rookie years at this point in the season, who's further ahead development wise. Um, it was a guy on Twitter. He put out a tweet and it was a picture of David Roddy, the greater than sign. And then he put, I can't remember who the I saw it. He had. I couldn't remember. It was, it was play, Zeke. But, mm, you sure? No, I may have been, was it Jitty? I think it was Jitty. I think it was Jitty. Because that's Jitty, what everybody's right? talking about right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I retweeted it and I said, you don't really want to hear what I will say. And uh, he started tweeting out other names like Tillman and all the other rookies. And I'm like, no, let me put a name on that bullet. David Roddy is better than Zaire Williams right now. And he was like, it's close. Well, how is it close when David Roddy right now is a better shooter? He's a better playmaker. He's definitely a hell of a lot better of a defender. And he's a better shot creator for himself. He's taking people in the like he just looks like a young vet already halfway to his rookie year, and you can imagine with the confidence again everything I'm talking about with Z almost is really confidence, but right now David Roddy's got more confidence uh, than Zaire Williams, so that's my thing. Like, and I'm with you 100, percent Daniel. I guess that's the point of what I'm trying to get to. At what point did you say I got all of these wings? I got big wings. I got small wings. I got 
chicken wings. I got whatever kind of wings you want to talk about. When did we just pick one of these wings and put a ring on it and say, this is the one we're going to develop? And the rest of y'all either show up, show out, develop, or you're going to roll on the first train smoking. Like, I know we love these players, but we got to keep it real. We got a ring to get. When do we move on and say, this is the one that we need? This is showing the most promise. Let's go with this one and, and, and move on. And I hate to say that because it sounds like I'm hating on Zaire in his second year, and I'm not. I'm just being real about it. I think I think it's tough. I, I think it really is. Um, I I think you got to look at what you need the most, and right now it's creativity off of the the bench. And if we're looking at somebody that you sign a contract to, which is limited money, the the longer this, uh, I guess these contracts go within the NBA. Uh, the two million that Conchar is making right now, that six million that he's going to be making, it will look like the six. It will look like the two million right in the whole uh, percentage wise of the team. So that's really, they got him. And as well as they have Xavier Tillman on the team as guys that they feel comfortable with the guys that you fall back to during the regular season, a spot start during the playoffs. Cause whatever in the world has gone wrong. You just need somebody to go in there that you trust. It's not, he's not going to be flashy. He's not going to do too much, but he's going to do just enough to make sure and get you by maybe help you win a game, but that's it. These other guys, you're counting on them, somebody to develop. If you had to take anybody right now, if you talked about any of the rookies, I'm taking Roddy over all of them right now. But that doesn't mean he has to play right now. What they're doing is they're sending him down to the G League and developing him into what they want him to be. You talk about the last quarter of the season, that's when you probably start seeing him rear his head even more. Because at that point, the trajectory is sky high. And you know what? He's going to keep crawling up. Just like the, uh, what, what, what's, that, what's that? Price is right thing. The hiking guy. That's the hiking guy. That's what, that's what Roddy is. He's the hiking guy. You know, he's going to keep going yeah. up until he falls. But hopefully he doesn't fall. I would just feel a lot better, too, if they would show a, it's like a willingness to, to send Zaire down to the G League. Like, even if yes, it was it just is. for a game. Because, like, you look at, I think you were the one that caught, that told, in the group the other day, Daniel, where LaRavia had a game where he had 30 in the first half or 28 in the first half. Like, send Z down there for a game, let him get 30 and a half, and then call his ass back up. Like, I, I just think that would be really helpful for his confidence. You know, mm-hmm. like, even something like that, I think he would benefit from. 100% agree. I mean, we know the G League built Santi's confidence. Everybody, every scout, every GM, yes. everybody that had something to deal with Santi, they said – once he gets his confidence, he's gonna be he's gonna be good. And we see that. Like his swagger out the roof. And for the fact that, like, bro, this man on a fast break the other night, yes, they called the whistle a little bit too early, but the fact that he attempted it and did it anyway, like dude did a between the leg dunk in the middle of a game. I can't even get Zaire to, to bring it all the way back and touch touch his spine with it on a fast break. And he'd be out there by himself. He just run and just 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 toss it in all pretty and go back and run like bro god blessed you with them springs for a reason like turn up like yeah. let me see something so i don't know i don't know we shall see i'm with you though why are we scared to do it daniel what you got hey, yeah on that uh g league stuff i want to ask uh, i guess both of you uh luke uh answer me first if you don't mind but um would you feel confident sending roddy laravia Zaire, Conchar, all of them down 
and maybe how would you approach that? Because that's that's really the question right now that everybody has, and and obviously that's what everybody's going to, and that's what we've talked about. Is they say, hey, go ahead and send them down. I think there's a special way to do that. I don't think that you want to send them down for multiple games or for a long no. period of time, but also you don't want to send them down for just a short period of time. That's a confidence breaker too, but also it could be a confidence builder. So how do you do that? How would you do that if you were sending any all, if, there, if there's guys that you might not send down? I, mean, I would let them know first and foremost, this is not a demotion. You know, I, 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 get, I think a lot of people view getting sent down to the G League as you're getting demoted. We think you're not as good. And I don't – that's not how – people that think that they don't understand the G League, it, it's like that's not what it's for. I, I would make sure they understood that and let them know, listen, we're bringing you right back. We're just sending you down there. Get a feel for it. Go whoop some tail. Like, go ball out, and then you're coming back in a game. I would just make sure that it was, they were very clear that they – give them a chance to just get loose. You know, it's a different – I imagine that they're probably so taught, like they're so tight. I mean, they're reading Twitter. They're seeing what people are saying about them. Like, give them a game to go get 30 in the first half. People will shut up and then come back and start balling up. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to get in a rhythm. You got to think like a couple weeks ago when we had that game where the shot clock had went out for like, you know, 30 minutes or so. And they were talking about, well, we may have to get these players back out here to warm up. Like, imagine not playing for weeks. And they telling you to go out here and perform, you know, up to your highest ability. Like, it's just, that's hard to do, man. And so I 100% agree. Like, now here's the thing. If we have this top shelf organization that we all believe that we do, and we bringing in the guys that we feel like fit the mold of this organization, then you got to trust that. Because Xavier Tillman, if I'm Zach Kleiman or whoever's in charge of sending them down there, I'm using him as the prime example. You know, we brought this guy in. He's played in playoff games. He's been a major contributor for the last couple of years. And if he can ask to go down here, you know, hone up on his skills and then come back and then actually produce in games, like it's like he haven't even been out of the rotation this year, then what do you think y'all can do? Especially like this was, and I think the whole the Grizz Twitter was going crazy. We had a game, I want to say it was the Phoenix game maybe, and they sent David Roddy down the day of the game to play in the hustle game. Like all this good play I've been giving y'all the last couple of weeks in the day of the game, I'm actually going to be playing at the same time y'all playing in South Haven. You could take that the wrong way, or you can do what they did and go down there and handle business. So I think it's just going to be an organizational thing to say exactly what you said, Luke. It's not a demotion, but use Xavier Tillman as the bar and say, hey, this is what we're looking for development that's all this is extra practice we know when it comes to the big games in la you're gonna sit on and you're gonna clap like everybody else you're gonna sit down watch this game be google googly eyed at lebron and that's basically it but down here you can actually go and work on your dribble pull up you can work on you know attacking you know getting out of double teams all this other stuff that you never would probably do you can work on this here and get your confidence out so that's how i would attack it and it's not hard. And if these guys got a problem with it, they wasn't meant for this team no way. So you can't really be scared to do that. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's uh, I think it's coming close to time to bring Roddy back a little bit more uh, because I, I think there's only so much you can do in a G League before you really come back and really find your role because he's got a role on the main team. And that's going to be him getting into that role, settling in the role and flourishing in that role. 
he can do so much and whatever he wants to do down in the G League. They might need to make sure they start bringing him up a little bit and letting him get some some playing time. So I expect, especially over this West Coast trip, you're going to start seeing people take a, a game off here and there. Uh, and you're going to start seeing a, a rotation without it being a rotation. Some people are going to get some rest days and you're going to see a guy like David Roddy and uh, you know maybe Zaire uh, get more time. And then you'll see a contract get more time and one of them off. So uh, I just I would like to see more of Roddy because I think he gets a little bit more um, of what we really are needing creativity and a little bit of that wiggle. Whatever Roddy's got, he's got that wiggle. <laughs> real quick before we go to the next topic we're gonna do i think then you i think you did this over the summertime where it was like the uh what was it uh dang it's not married date we're not even gonna do that one start bench <laughs> cut start yeah, bench yeah. cut that's what yeah. it was right um i'm gonna throw you four players so you're going to make two cuts you got to start one bench one and you got to cut the other two between John Conchar, Zaire Williams, David Roddy, Jacob Rabia. Let's start with the two cuts first. Oh, God. That's the hard part. (laughs) All right, let me just start, my guy. Let's start Roddy. Let's start Roddy. (laughs) Let's start Roddy. I'm probably going to bench Zaire. I think this is an easy one. I think think you got to cut Conchar and LaRavia. That's what I was going to say. Weirdly enough, LaRavia has the most upside. Yes, sir. But, I agree. but you got to bench, but you got to cut him right now. You going the same, Luke? Yeah, the exact same. I, I'm with him too. I, th- I that's why I think Laravia's can be the key in a trade because he's got the most upside. But I would do the same. I, th- I think you bench, you bench Z, cut the other two, start Roddy. <laughs> Hate to copy Daniel, but that's that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> I would start Roddy, so we all three agree there. But if I got to cut two, I'm cutting right now at this moment. Wow. And I wow. got to do it. Wow. You go say it. and Z, y'all got to go. Wow. I'm keeping LaRavia. And I'm sorry, bro. Like, what? when I look at when I look at Bojangles, when I look at Bo, 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 Bogdanovich, man, like, I see I see Jake. I see Jake. Mm. I, when I look at Mike Miller, I see Jake. Like, and, I, and I'm not even doing that because of skin color. I'm just talking about skill set. <laughs> like, like, you like Jake too. You like Jake. I like Jake, bro. Like he hasn't had the the rookie year that that Roddy has. I get that, but I'm just talking about years down the road. Like it's not an athleticism thing with him, like it is Zaire. I'm not saying that's all Zaire has, but like he has tangible skills that can develop over the years. And I just feel like if we let that dude go, he gonna he gonna make us pay in the years to come. What you know, we gonna we gonna be sad that we let him go. Number one, and he might turn up on us too many times to, you know, make us frustrated. For you know, Y'all know how it is. We let players go all the time and they go flourish somewhere else. Look at Yuta. Yuta, one of the top three-point leaders in the league. And, it, God, yeah, it's crazy. And what we need right now, shooting. That's crazy, right? <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. But we're going to move. <laughs> That's all you can say. But uh, we're going to move on, man. Next, next subject. I know y'all talked a little bit about it on y'all pod the other night after the, uh, I want to say it was the Suns game. Um, y'all talked about the OG and Dylan thing, and I don't want to hone in too much on that particular. Um, but it's a lot of these little publications is going around, blogs and and and, and whatever you want to call them, news sites, sports sites, podcasts, and everybody. They're picking the Grizzlies to be uh, a big swing 
team, you know, the trade deadline and everybody putting out these crazy trades that they believe that we should make to basically one thing I can say, they respect us enough to know that we are a threat to win a title. Um, but it's been a talk, a, a big thing going around. Like, will the Grizzlies make a big move? Um, why they should make a big move? And then they put in these different pieces. And we don't have to go into, you know, specifics because we it's, it's getting close to the deadline. I know that's going to be a consistent theme until it's over. But why do – let me ask y'all this. First of all, are you team trade or no team trade or team no trade? And when it comes to if that certain trade requires multiple picks, if you are team trade, why or why not are you willing or not willing to let those picks go? Let's start there. So I'm going to start with you, Luke. Uh, I, I'm very much team trade. Uh, just I, I, It's like we were saying earlier. You're sitting on all these draft picks. You it's just stupid to keep collecting them and sitting on and being like, well, hopefully one of them, one or two of them will hit. It's like stupid. a Pokemon card. Like a Pokemon card. Yeah. It's like maybe one of them evolve. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. You, they, they're going to lose value if you don't, if you don't use them or trade them, you have right. to use them. I am team trade and I, I, I don't, I don't think we need a player that requires two of them. I just don't think that's what we need. I, I think that if someone is asking for two of them, like this, the OG trade. I don't, I don't think we need OG. I, I think uh, we can get a player, a very good player that fits with this team for a pick and maybe Danny Green mm. or something like that. Wow. Um, mm. I'm okay with that. I, I, I like a pick or two and Danny Green. Um, you can even throw in Xavier Tillman. And I feel good if you're going after yeah. a bench guy. But I want to win a championship. I don't need a backup mm-hmm. point guard. I don't need mm-hmm. a guy that scores eight points and wants to run around and get in people's face and kind of rub their belly on the other person's belly and try to play belly button tango. I mm. want somebody who wants to be a guy who's a ball stopper, but he's also a guy that moves the ball. So if it's a guy that I'm looking for a little bit of creativity, small swing off the bench, yeah, go ahead. I, I like I like that route that you're going, Luke. But if you want to get somebody who can be a guy that's on a friendly contract, somebody that fits this team, I am fine with coming off of Tyus Jones, Dylan Brooks, and anybody, anybody off the bench, except for Brandon Clark and Santi Aldama. I like those two guys. I think they, one, are on team-friendly contracts. Everybody is up. I will let anybody go that's on the bench except for those two guys because I think you have your two big guys. Everybody else can fall in line, and, you can, and you're can. you literally going to have more picks come behind them. You're only going to keep drafting as good as you're drafting. It, it's about the culture. It's about the, the system. So, yeah, anybody, anybody can go, okay? So just bring me back somebody good. Somebody better than Dylan. <laughs> Well, since you said it, you know, I uh, I made a vow that I wasn't going to talk about Dylan anymore. Give it to I him. I made a vow. I made a vow. You did this. You did this, Daniel. Daniel caused this, man. He caused this. So if y'all tweet me or y'all say something in the space, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Daniel caused this. But I had it written down just in case he did. So <laughs> I don't know, man. Like last night, it just really ticked me off with Grizz Twitter because I had a lot of the Grizz. Islanders that, that that you know they got estates on on that island and they won't get off for whatever reason, and they were talking about well you had to give it to Dylan it was a bad game he he was shooting bad and I'm like 
are y'all not watching every game? I know y'all are, but y'all got to be just too biased to say that he has not been doing this all season. So I just got a little stat for y'all. Sean Coleman didn't put this out. Uh, stat Muse, Grizz Muse didn't put this out. This is my stat that I looked up because this y'all was just Chris making Muse. me so mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Chris Muse right here. Kevin <laughs> Brooks now. Out of 45 games, he has shot under 40% from the field in 25 of those games. So only in 15 games this year, he has shot better than 40% from the field. Now, we're talking about three-point percentage. Fine. I'm cool with that. But under 40%, 25 out of 40 games, well, 45 games, I'm sorry. I guess my math is off. So for 20 games, he shot. My bad, y'all. I give him his 20 games that he had shot above 40%. But it's not great. A lot of those that are above 40, they're like really, really close to 40, like 41, 42, 43. Couple of them, he got you know some some outliers, which everybody will. You know, John Conchar has had some great games this year. Not to say that he's an amazing player, he's just had great games. That's stat number one. Stat number two: twenty-two out of these forty-five games, he shot under thirty percent from three-point land. That means you're not a three-point shooter. I would wish that you would stay in the gym and only work on the three and just stand in the corner while Dez, Ja, and Jaren figure it out. But you are just so egotistical that after watching them a couple rounds, you got to go get yours. And my last stat, 29 out of 45 games, he has shot 13 or more shots. So for y'all that are saying that he's bought in and he's shooting the exact same uh, field goal attempts per game as he has the last four or five years, it's nothing different with that. And I already went down that, but I'm just honest. Like his, his stats are the same. As it's, as it's been every single year. It's not gotten better. You know, if you were saying he's had a better year, the only thing you can really point to is his defense, and I give him that. First team all defense him. He deserves that 100%. He should be in the deep, uh, defensive player of the year conversation. But I'm with you, Daniel. If, if, if it comes to us getting that piece, I don't know if it's OG. I really don't. I, I love OG. I don't know. I really can't tell you. My perfect addition at this point is Gary Trent. I'm, I'm on that train and I'm not hopping off. We'll see what happens. Same. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll drive that train into the sun. Yeah, yeah. He's you. on the market right now. And we got David Roddy, so I personally believe that he can go out there and play just as good a defense. But I'm with you. You you caused that, Daniel. I had to get that stat because I'm tired of people keep on giving him praise. Like, stop shooting the ball, bro. Like, Bruno, I love when Bruno goes on the rants because when he shoot less – or shoot more, whatever he say. I love when he get on that because I'm with you, bro. Like, if you are not making it, you in L.A., you think you got to go out there and keep chucking, stop. That's not what we need. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I don't want to go into specifics of player because I don't know. We, we'll see in the next two weeks and see, you know, who's available. But I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. If we can bring back the it factor, we got to make it happen. So, what yeah. you got, DG? I, I agree with that as well. The only thing I don't want to happen is we get rid of a guy like – uh, Dylan Brooks, and we're going to bring back somebody who is on an expiring contract. That's that's what I want to stay away from. If he has another year on his contract, that's fine. Like because what what are we going to do? Extend Dylan Brooks, sign him in the offseason, Who cares? You're spending what between fifteen to twenty. We'll just get a, a broad area fifteen to twenty on a guy that you feel good about, but you've probably got his best years already. Why would you give him more money for what he's done in the past? You want to pay for what he's going to do for you in the future. I think there's guys that you can get a little bit younger that's going to give you the exact same thing. So if I if we do come off of Dylan, which I, I kind of wish we would, I think you should go ahead and 
get somebody who's a little bit younger, who's got an extra year or two uh, under their belt. And that's why the Gary Tritt Jr., very much so. OG, very much so. Um, I would not trade more than two first-round picks and Dylan Brooks uh, for anybody unless they're just a dominant guy that you really, really could use for the future. I think it's pretty telling we're halfway through the season and Dylan still does. I think that that's pretty telling about how they feel about him. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's it's the same thing with the contract thing. I had a, you know, normally I try not to engage, but I was giving <laughs> Dylan praise. I was giving Dylan praise, actually, and this guy hit me up on Twitter and was basically defending me, giving him praise. And I was like, okay, now I got to get these bars off. And so, <laughs> like, it's just, it's it's frustrating, man. It's, it's, it's really frustrating. I won't even go. I'll say that. I've got my stat out for the day. I'll leave it alone. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think you have other pieces, like you said, they are already, we got pieces on the team that you can kind of do some of the same things like a midi dealing does. If, if we can get something that's going to push us over the top, we need it. Last night's show, we need a big score or we need a score, period. However, Jenkins needs to figure out the rotation. It's up to him. That's what they pay him the big bucks for. He ain't listening to us because we keep saying the same stuff and nothing changes. Jaron Steele is fourth or fifth every single game on field goal uh, attempts. Does not make sense. Hold, hold on. Leave hold on. that alone. Coach Jenkins doesn't listen to this podcast? Nope. You need to get tapped <laughs> in. Bro, you need to – hey, right. you need to fix that. Make the call. Right, let me make a phone call. Let me call somebody. Hold on. <laughs> I appreciate that. Sheesh. It's crazy, man. But uh, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, uh, to the original question, I just I won't even go down to that. I'll just let y'all know I'm definitely team trade. Hashtag team trade. Hashtag f them picks. I will not say the real word on air, but you figure that out. I don't care if it if if they want three picks and the players is gonna get us to a chip, put it up, put us over the top. F them picks. We got enough picks. We got five picks this year. This what this past year we got enough picks. Somebody a pop, somebody. So um, last but not least, man, this is just I want to get y'all opinion on this because obviously last year we was the talk of the league. It was the you know it was exciting to bring up bring up the Grizzlies on ESPN. You know everybody was at least Kendrick Perkins was trying to get everybody to join the dark side, and we had our own segments and stuff on ESPN. It was just it's new territory for us for sure. Uh, is Grizzly fans. We're not used to that. We don't know how to act. We ain't never been to this type of party before. But literally, the very next year, uh, and I know primarily it's most of these Golden State Warrior fans. They just, they love us. They found the Grizz 901 podcast somehow, some way, and, you know, just tore up Nate for his winner joke, uh, <laughs> which is still all-time, all-time podcast segment for me. Like, that's crazy. But, um, like, we just really done turned into the villain, man. Like, nobody in the league, I feel like, likes us at all. And last night, you saw it a lot. Like, us being on national TV, the Shannon thing. And best believe, Monday morning, again, you probably listen to it right now, so you already probably have seen Shannon's comments. I'm pretty sure he's going to say something. Like, why does everybody hate us? I understand, like, oh, y'all ain't did nothing, so why y'all talking? But I think there's more so confidence. I think everybody that plays sports, for the most part, has some type of ego is going to they're gonna they're gonna talk some trash a little bit especially when i'm whooping on you like it's gonna happen because you've been doing it to me we just don't hear it because it's on the court unless you sit in court side you probably get you know a little bit more of a of a understanding of what's going on but 
why the Grizzlies? Why does everybody hate us so bad right now? Like, why? The media, fans, everybody. What y'all think? Man, it might be too simple, but I think you look at the league and 90% of the teams don't have fun playing with each other. You can tell when you watch them. They're not fun to watch. They're not having fun playing the game. Our guys have fun every single night. And whether that's them talking trash or, you know, doing the fun thing that Jaw did the other day when he jumped and was on the floor, looked into the camera and said, you can't guard me. Like, yeah. they're, they're, they're having fun. And when you're not having fun, you're going to see other people having fun. You're going to be like, well, that's that's some garbage. I want to be having what they're having. I mean, that's what I think. I think that might be an oversimplification of it. But I, I don't think there's very many teams in the league that enjoy playing with each other. And this team is one of them. Yeah, on that. Okay, so I got two examples. NFL, a lot of people refer to the NFL as the what? No fun league. What, what, what's the uh, biggest thing with baseball? They can't get a lot of people to come watch the games because why? I know it's slow, but it's just it's not fun, right? You can't bat flip. There's all these, uh, you know, I guess there is the code in, in basketball too. But um, there, there's rules that aren't, you know, they're not talked about, but you kind of play along with it. So mm-hmm. the Grizzlies right now, they're doing the bat flip. And they're doing it every single game. And they're saying, we're going to have fun no matter what, and we're good. And you know what? It's your job to stop us. So all these NBA fans that are talking like, oh, my God, the Grizzlies are so cringe. They're so they're so stupid. They're so boring. They haven't done anything. I, I guess go watch baseball because that's what you like. And I love baseball. I played college baseball. Okay, I understand it. But when somebody bat flips on you, what do you do? You ear hole them. That's what they're mm. doing. They're running to Twitter do, 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 and just typing away. What? That's all they're doing. These trolls are just typing, and that's all they're doing because mm-hmm. they can't have fun. It's all fun. Like, just mm-hmm. relax. Quit, quit yelling at the clouds. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know, and it's so crazy because a lot of these teams this year and even last year, like, we all saw the, the clip of the Phoenix Suns. They tried to be like us. They came into Memphis and then they was like F Memphis. I think it was JaVel McGee that said at the end of the little, it was the weirdest. You talking about we cringe? Like the weirdest dance moves and they were they, were they playing freeze tag? Like what were they doing, bro? Like what were y'all doing before the game? It was just real, just weird. I'm just going to say that. That'll be the adjective I, you, I use. It was weird. So they tried hey, to take that from us. The only thing that I think is cringe is when you don't do it and then all of a sudden you do do it like if you're gonna talk talk if you're gonna go down in flames that's fine like we're getting the grizzlies are getting everybody's best shot because they're talking that is making great content great content for us that's why the grizzlies are on sports center all the time outside of you know the reason you know jaw is just incredible but it's just good content like i just they're not cringe because they do it every single night but these teams these fans they don't see it that they're doing every night they just see when they do and honestly, the Grizzlies haven't performed on national TV, so it's not been great for our um, our timeline at all for Twitter. Not yeah, but they, they they win and they're not on national TV. I mean, got one of the best you know records in the league, so they tell you something. They just because they're not winning when you are watching, don't mean they're not winning. So you know, I don't know, man. It, like even the New Orleans Pelicans thing, that little video went viral. And Trey Murphy, I love him; he's a great player, but. He was looking weird. Jose Avocado was looking weird. 
uh they just man like y'all y'all ain't us stop trying to be like y'all say that we cringe but y'all try to be us like it's just it's so weird it really is so i don't know like you said go watch knuckleball or water polo or something like, <laughs> you want to watch something boring bro you want to watch something love of the game <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> Luke, any last words on us, I guess, being the buzz kills of the NBA? Apparently, people hate us so bad. No, I think, you I mean, it's w the weirdness of it. Like you said, it's like, don't hate us and then do it. It's gross. Yeah. It's gross. It's gross. Just, like, do your own thing. Have Like, if you want to have fun, have fun, but do your own fun. Don't, like, don't assume that this is the only way to have fun that makes you look stupid. <laughs> right, right, right. But they say imitation is the highest form of flattery. So, you know, we yep. made it, y'all. We got we got haters, people talking bad about us. This is again, it's uncharted territory for a Memphis Grizzly fan. So, you know, we, we find a ways to deal with it. But at the end of the day, if you, I tell you this, if you keep saying it's a parade inside my city every night, <laughs> it better be a parade inside this city come the end of this season. That's all I gotta say about that one. And I'm not the I'm not on the humble train. Y'all talk, y'all spit, y'all do all of that. But that one right there, I know it's a line in a song. Hey, we got to make that happen. We can't. That's going to. Now, that's. They're going to they gonna kill us. Yeah, that. <laughs> that. Let me tell y'all yeah. right now. We yeah. Grizz Twitter and Grizz, Grizz fans around the world. Y'all think it's bad right now. Yeah. Don't let us get booted from the playoffs. Mm. Mm. Don't mm. let that happen. And, and, I, and, and I'm going to leave it at this. I hate to go back to the last topic. But we talked about this offline, DG. Uh, Luke, if y'all want to chime in on this one last thing, if y'all want to, we can move forward. It don't matter. But this is my only thing about the Trey scenario. I don't want us to be cute. I've said this verbatim. I don't want us to be cute and not make a move just to say we didn't make a move and we trust our guys and to show this, this, this thing of loyalty and it come back to bite us in the playoffs. I don't want us to be cute. Yes, this front office has done everything right for the most part to a T up until this point. But if they call you with an offer that you should not refuse and you refuse it just because you want to be cute and you say, oh, we made the perfect draft picks and the perfect moves and the Justice Winslow experience didn't work out, so we don't want to try something else again. Whew. That's all I got to say on that. So if y'all want to respond to that, add on, you can. If not, we can move forward. It's up to y'all. I just want to throw that out there for the fans. Well, not the fans, but, yeah, Grizzly fans, yeah. I, I think it's all about Danny Green. If Danny Green's good – I think they're gonna they're gonna stay with him, uh, but I I don't think he's good. And How long did I, you give him? Let me ask you this: while you're talking? How long do you give him to know? Because the trade deadline is what February 9th? It's close. Yeah, I think I think so, right now you're they're they're looking now. I, I I think you try to get him implemented in some games for sure, just to see what he's got. I give him two three games, and bro, if you damn. if you're not if you're not if you're not doing it. I'm gonna keep playing him just so I can get his trade stock up, but I'm I'm gone. I, I'm gonna see what I need to see early on, and honestly, it it could be potential. If you see it there, you're like, hey, he just he's he's a half step behind. You can mm -hmm. you can pick up a half step. You can't pick up a step and a half, but a half step I'm okay with. But I I, I gotta see it. I gotta see it, and I gotta see the three ball fall. If the three ball's not falling, you're gone. You're gone tomorrow. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm with like if I don't I don't care if he. I don't care if he goes out there and looks like DeMar DeRozan. If he doesn't have a three ball, I don't care. I mean, that's not true. If he comes out looking like uh, – that might be too harsh. If he comes out looking like DeMar DeRozan, I might want to keep him. But but I, he's got to – If he come out looking like DeMar DeRozan, 
Yeah, there you then go. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. There you go. But I mean, he's we we need three. We need the three ball. He used to have it, but we'll see. Yeah, I want to say Sean Coleman. I may be wrong, but he was in the space last night. Somebody had a stat that uh, of Danny Green last year, even before the injury. His three ball was falling pretty well. I want to say that it was almost like career average. Like, I mean, not career average, career like highs and shooter percentage. So, um, I mean, if his knee messed up, yeah, dude. But if you can just stand still and shoot, just, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, last, we're going we're gonna to end off with predictions. I remember, Luke. You didn't have to remind you me. You did remember. You did. <laughs> so, we got four games, four games, four games. Um, continuing the road trip, we got at Kings, at Warriors, at T Wolves, and then we come back home to face the Pacers next Sunday. Um, now oh, we got the Suns. Yeah. Don't we got the Suns tomorrow too? Yeah, well, that was on last week's prediction, so I didn't include them. Oh. Um, I did fair, say fair. that we won't go three and one, but I said we was gonna lose to the Cavs. We actually won and lost to the Lakers. We got one more game. I do think we still pull it out against the Suns. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say we hold on to that one and go three and one. But um, yeah, with the, with the Kings, Warriors, and T Wolves road trip. And then come back home against the Pacers. What do y'all have us going in this next week? Four dubs in a row. <laughs> hey, you know how many times my 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 they were, I was right there for about ten games. The eleven games we didn't lose, I was right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What matchup? Plus, is I think you? we're I think we're going to come out a little. Oh yeah, you got to yeah, you're a little salty. You're going to come that. out mad. Yeah. What what and, and I'm gonna ask you the same thing, Daniel. And but Luke, I want you to just tell me which one and why. Which matchup are you looking forward to the most, and why? Out of those, four? the Go- Golden State game, uh, just because we didn't have. You know, I I just I I always like when we play them. You know, got they beat us last time. I would like to not see that happen yeah. again. Yeah, I got you. I love DJ. the Kings like that. I, I'm excited to watch that game, but the one that I'm the, the the game that I really want to win is that Golden State game. Yeah, that was a Cavs game for me this week. So luckily we put it out at the end. Thank you, thank you, Dylan Brooks. Appreciate you, hmm. man. Hell of a defensive game. You only had eight points, but uh, yeah, hell of a defensive stop. Daniel, what's your I prediction say, for this week? I say we go two and two. Sheesh, who are we losing to? I think we lose to the Kings and the Warriors on a back-to-back. Not a back-to-back, but back-to-back games, Monday, Wednesday. Um, I think the Kings are playing good ball. You're going to go into Sacramento. They're going to light the beam on us. We're going to fortunately go into Golden State, Bay Area, and they might give it to us again at home. I'm just being realistic. And then I think we um, get slapped in the mouth, go finish out with the T-Wolves and the Pacers, but – I think the first start of that, I think we, we I think we went against the Suns, and then I think we're going to two-game, little losing streak, and then we go back and win two more before we come back. Unfortunately. <sighs> I'm going to go 3-1. I'm going to go 3-1. I, I think we somehow, some way, maybe underestimate, even though we played really well against them this season, the Kings, uh, they might like the beam on us, but I think, after the embarrassment that happened last night against the Lakers, I think that whatever they have to do to make sure that they body, they mind, and just the, the the cohesiveness between them has to be done against the Warriors, I feel like they they do what needs to be done on that one. Whether it be getting a job IV, whether it be doing whatever, they got to do getting rest, getting focused, uh, playing 2K together, getting some food together. Whatever needs to be done, I think they're going to come out ready for that game. So I'm going to say 3-1. 
we all know we ain't worried about the T Wolves to hell with them. Um, that's all we got for y'all this week. Uh, again, uh, we appreciate y'all. If you stayed this long, we, we definitely appreciate you uh, tuning in and staying with us. Uh, Daniel, we appreciate you uh, subbing in for us today. Uh, anything before you head out and before we all head out, anything you got coming up, any announcements for Grease 901, Grease League that you want to share with the people? No, nothing at all, but I, uh, an idea popped in my head yesterday. And so might be uh, giving that maybe this, the week of the Pacers game could be the first um, cool thing we're going to do. I think with the network, I think we have some cool things we could do. Uh, so starting with the Pacers game, I think we're going to see that. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll kind of share that this upcoming week on the show about um, what we're all going to do. But uh, I'll talk with you offline about that. But just a little, little tease, something I had in mind. Little tease. I got Hell you. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we pre- but I we love, appreciate. I love you. being on here, man. It's always great. It's always great. For sure. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, you, get you a little chance to be out of the driver's seat. So, yeah, we liked it. We liked it. Luke, you got anything coming up or anything you want to tell the people about? No, I'll be dropping the recap this week. It's going to be a lot of good stuff. I'll be talking about last night's game. But other than that, I'm working on a Coach Jenkins piece still. Pretty excited about okay. that. But other than that, I'm good. Cool, cool, cool. Well, y'all make sure that y'all look out for everything that's coming. Uh, make sure after these games that you tap in with the uh, Grindhouse Grizzlies at Spaces Grizzlies on Twitter, the after uh, post game Spaces on Twitter, as well as tapping into the Grizz 901 podcast uh you tripped me up saying that i'm talking too fast the grid is 901 podcast post game shows on youtube uh and then the replays will be available on all streaming networks after that podcast networks whatever you want to say um platforms it's late y'all i'm through i'm done uh, <laughs> so with that being said we appreciate y'all as always uh y'all be safe this week have a great week and we'll do this again next week talk to y'all soon go Grizz. <laughs>